Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Hi guys, well, uh, what are we on? Episode like nine, I'm quite excited about this. This episode in particular, if you've read from the title, this is gonna be a Kiki's delivery service episode. But let me just do my, should I talk first? Should I do some small talk? Should I do my intro? Mm, let's do some small talk before I do my intro. And like do the podcast, right? So right now, uh, for at the time of recording this, it's like uh, the Easter holidays uh, for like UK kids or UK kids. And that would be great. That would be excellent. If only if it wasn't for um, <laughs> GCSEs. They're right around the corner for me, little old me. So most of this Easter is spent like revising, revision. Sometimes I have good revision days. Sometimes I have bad revision days. Not as in like I don't do anything. It's just like sometimes when I'm doing revision, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting all of this. I don't know if it's because I'm revising easy stuff or stuff I know, or if it's just my brain that day is just like in top peak condition. But nevertheless, that's not the point. Uh, every day should be a good revision day because I am trying to get my good grades, you know. But it's been a bit tiring, but I've been trying to make the most of the holiday, like being able to sleep longer and like not have time to record this episode. Maybe I'll do two this Easter. Maybe I'll record two this Easter. I don't really know. Because I don't want to pre-record stuff like really, really far ahead or else like, or else it'll be like by the time I release it, it'll be like, but I will probably have to pre-record some stuff for like the exam period because I literally won't have time to like produce any I might have time to edit but I won't have time to record and stuff so I'll 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 do my best I'll try my best so if I go like radio silent for like three months you know you know why but yeah uh just to see start on the 16th of May it's quite a scary time um don't know how I'm gonna do but I think I'll be fine but anyway let's get into the bulk of this episode I'm Angela. I like anime. So anyway, let's talk about it. So, Kiki's Delivery Service. Well, this is my first Studio Ghibli episode. I was like thinking I might do one, but I was like, I'm not sure because it takes a lot of, um, you know, a lot of like, well, actually, no, I don't know. I just know a lot of people love these uh, movies. So I was like, I don't want to like do, not do them justice by doing an episode on them, which is some of, also some of the reasons why I don't do like really big shonen and I know I literally just did an episode about Jutsu Kaisen but that's different because that was the movie and I had so many thoughts about the movie so I had to talk about that plus it was relevant and I've got to stay on top of my relevancy like um if I can why not anyway um so yeah Kiki's delivery service honestly I'll probably say this now but like I'll probably change my mind like later but I think that this is one of like my favorite Studio Ghibli movies. Like uh, recently, I watched like two anime movies, uh, because my friend was bugging me. She was like, "Angie, Angie, why, why don't you finish all the Ghibli movies?" And I was like, "I said, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna like speed run because that's what I did when I like first watched anime. I like speed run like so many anime that I can't even remember half the anime like plots that I watched in like the first two or three months or whatever. So I was like, I know everybody loves the Studio Ghibli movies, so I'm gonna like take my time to just like. I savor them as if they're food, but you know what I mean? Like, 
not just speed run up through all the Studio Ghibli movies because I'll forget what they're about. So recently when I was getting my hair done, um, I watched Princess Mononoke. Yeah. And that one, that was really good. But we, like we have internet problems downstairs because we, we moved to our house like really big. So like it kept buffering, but it was really fun to watch. Uh, but it was good. And then today, uh, as we're recording this, I watched Belle. I know. I always mention her, Lara. Um, she was like, when it first came out, she was like, guys, 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 what if Belle is so good? And I knew it wasn't going to be bad. I knew it was going to be good. But I was like, uh, I'm just going to wait a bit before I watch it. And by a bit, I meant like three, five months. Um, but I finally watched it. And that was really good. Maybe I'll make an episode about that. But... I would want to get Lara on the podcast if I'm making an episode about it, but that girl, he won't join me. Maybe I should just take the hint. Anyway, back to Kiki's delivery service. Jeez, I'm going off topic. This is going to be a long episode since I didn't get to talk about what I want. Whatever. So I wrote, I pretty much wrote down a synopsis of what I think happens, but I don't want to just like describe the movie. So I'll go through it like really quickly, I guess, uh, reading out some of the notes I made. And then I'll go into like my thoughts and ideas and like the main stuff that I actually want to talk about. But yeah, so at the beginning of the movie, we start with Kiki laying in the field and she's listening to like the weather on the radio, uh, which is like not foreshadowing because literally like in the next couple of scenes, it's all like, oh, she wants to like leave because she's 13 now so she can like go become a witch in like a proper town, right? Which is what she does. She goes to do that. And her parents love and support her, quote saying, uh, when she says she doesn't want to wear black, her mum is all like, it doesn't matter what colour what colour your dress is, what matters is your heart inside. And then her mum always her mum also says, follow your heart and keep on smiling. And her dad says, you can always come back if things don't work out, which illustrates that she has like a family home that's very supportive and like won't care if like she messes up or if she needs to come back. Like she always has a safe home base to come back to. But when I was doing a little bit of research for he's a reservist one of the main a couple of the main themes is like maturity and like um modern and old and like like just growing up in general going from like a child to like more of a teenager um kind of and this is like perpetuated with this bit because like she's leaving her like safe little area which you could say is childhood to go out into like the wider world and it's uncomfortable and it's messy just how adolescence is but anyway going on uh she eventually uh, finds a town well she finds a town but like Gigi's all like nah fam this isn't it like why don't we plan somewhere else but she's like nah I'm gonna make this my thing and this also comes up that I wrote later I was like um the there's like a thing of like expectation versus reality like we all have an expectation for a certain situation maybe for a person I feel like expectations for people are like particularly bad um on ourselves not on like the people because like when you get your ex when you have high expectations for people and like all just expectations in general and they don't meet it then you're the one who inevitably gets like upset and sad because it wasn't like you thought it was going to be and you almost feel betrayed which i think is very good a very lovely theme because it kind of shows it to the audience like look guys like stuff isn't going to work out how you thought it was going to work out and that's okay all we got to do is like move along and like live our lives right and then we get the iconic banger when she like gets when she's on the broom and she's like on the way to the town uh a town with an ocean view oh like that that song goes hard it's so good it was like you know those like iconic studio ghibli songs like you have uh 
Life's merry-go-round. You have, oh, what's that one from Spirited Away? It's like One Summer Day or something. But yeah, like songs like that that are just iconic. Like you play them and all the Studio Ghibli fans will start crying. <laughs> but yeah. And then you also get, uh, I really like the song. I didn't know what it was, but it's like Rogue No Dengon, which is like, uh, what's it? Like uh, Rogue, uh, like a Rogue Message or Messages Rogue. I don't know. But that one's a really good song, and apparently it was made in, like, 1975 by, um, I'm going to have to pull up the thing, aren't I now? Wow, I'm so bummy. A Message of Rogue, yeah. It's made in 1975 by Yumi Adai, and it was her first single uh, to enter the Ori Kron single charts, yeah. So I guess it might be well known by Japanese people, which might, so which might have been, like, a bit of, like, a nostalgia for any, like, the parents who are watching the movie with their kids at the time um and also and then we get the iconic like bit when she first meets tombo and he's all and he helps her like get away from the police and then he's all like yeah please show me your broom broski or a real witch and she's like eh, just leave me alone and then she gets annoyed because he doesn't introduce himself properly like um which also adheres to the whole theme that like she's a bit old-fashioned and he even says that she's like oh he, he's all like talking like my grandma and she's like ugh like, which, um, like I said, adheres to, like, the themes of, like, old and new, you know what I mean? So she came, like, fresh out of home, so she's still, like, talking like her parents might would and doing things like her parents would, stuff like that. And she also lived with her grandma. Her grandma was, like, in the very beginning. And so then um, you also see that she does have, like, the, like, maybe typical teenage girl desires because when she walks, uh, like, past one of the shops, she sees, like, really pretty red shoes and she's like, ah. Oh. She's, like, thinking about how she wants, like, to wear, like, pretty things. And all she has is, like, this one black dress. Like, she doesn't have any other outfits in the play. Which also shows how she has, like, a lack of luxury. Like, the other girls that, like, Tombo's friends, like, hang out with and stuff. Which I think is interesting because she has to kind of deal with that. Like, she that doesn't really ever get, like, resolved. Like, she's, like, a big glow up or anything. Um, then we have, like, uh, like a string of deliveries where she, like, um, has to deliver the, like, the present that looks like Gigi to um, that woman's nephew. And she has to um, deliver, like, a pie or something? Yeah, she has to, well, that's a different thing. Anyway, but she has to, like, later on, she has to, like, help this woman deliver this pie to her granddaughter. And, but then she also, but she gets invited to Tomba's party and, like, uh, She's like, oh, which one should I choose? But it shows that she's kind because she still chose to do the delivery. And in the end, she couldn't make it to Tombo's party. And that's how she ended up getting ill. She put all this effort for this woman's granddaughter who literally didn't even care. She was like, oh, I hate my grandma's pies. Right. Um, but despite, well, she, oh, she always didn't know that her granddaughter would be like a bad. But, but despite this, she still put like all her energy into helping that woman um, even missing her party, which shows that she's quite selfless. Then uh, she gets sick, and um, this is one that I, I always like making this point for literally anything I write. In all my English essays, after them write this, I write how, like, da da da, the writer does, does this to show us, like, a physical symbol of this character's, I don't know, mental attachment to this. But then they also do a, uh, uh, they show how mentally that this character, da da da, is attached to da da da, right? And the same thing happens with Kiki's delivery service because she gets, like, ill, like, sick from being outside in the rain um meaning that she can't do anything but then later in the play she has like uh she like her mental health like goes a bit down it like not deteriorates just she just gets a bit sad um because she uh actually i don't know why she gets actually 
No, I do know why. Because it was like right after the scene with like when Tombo shows her the flying bike and then she actually makes the flying bike fly. And then Tombo's friends come over and are like, oh, Tombo, come look at like the blimp thingy with us. And then she's like, oh, I don't I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to hang out with like those people. But yeah, so when so it shows that when she also becomes physically ill, that also affects her ability to like do her job or oh yeah do her job which is like delivering stuff and being like a witch and things like that it shows to the audience that like yeah um you need to be like mentally well as well as physically well in order to to like live and exist and if you want then you should take a break because she ends up taking a break and going into the countryside with the woman who helped her when um in Gigi's like little bit when they have to deliver the thing and she like takes a break and it's actually quite refreshing and again, it shows the importance of taking a break and like valuing yourself to the audience, which is also quite important in like uh, adolescence as well. And like just growing up, like as much as you want to like do a bunch of things and keep like it's very important to like rest. Like you don't have to be full throttle all the time. Um, and then she also loses the ability to talk to Gigi, which I didn't know. I thought everyone could hear Gigi. I didn't realize that she's the only person who could talk to Gigi. <laughs> um then the, everything in the movie is quite slow i mean i have a thing with this like some of my favorite shows are really slow and then like towards the end like in the middle it just gets like real there's like so much happening like bam 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 and then like when i suggested to my friends they're all like angie this is so boring and i'm like no guys just no because i didn't think it was boring but that's just me but that's just me i yeah and i don't think i have a long attention span either so i don't know why and who, who knows and then um, in the last 10 minutes of the movie, because she was looking at the time, that's when uh, Tombo gets like trapped on the blimp. And despite everything, uh, using her own willpower, her magic comes back and she's able to like save him at literally like the very last minute. Um, and so I wrote a note about the grandma made a cake for Kiki, which was really pretty. And I was like, maybe one day I'll remake it. Because if you guys didn't know, I like bake. I, I really enjoyed baking. Um, I haven't been doing it as much nowadays because I'm busier because exams and GCSEs and stuff. And I usually made like cakes for my church, but with COVID I couldn't like go couldn't go to church, so there was no point in making cake if I wasn't gonna, if no one was gonna eat it or like just baked goods in general. But either way, um, I still I have a lot of fun baking. I feel like I'm just very controlling when it comes to it, which is I'm not very good at baking with other people. But yeah, so we get like, she saves him, it's all good, like, woo, end of the day, everything's all right. And that's pretty much the end. It's a pretty simple plot. Not much really happens. It's just more about like the progression of Kiki's like mental state throughout the entire play, which I quite like. It's quite simple. Um, and I did my research. Oh, it's not really research, it's just a bit mid. Anyway, so uh, the runtime is an hour 42 minutes, came out in 1989. Uh, and according to. Miyazaki, the movie portrays the gulf between independence and reliance in Japanese teenage girls. Mm. And he's the director. Dang, I had some of the less technical difficulties of my life. Now I've got to speed run this on my data. Not speed run it. I'm gonna, I've been talking for a while. Like, I feel like I take half these, half these episodes take up, like, just me talking about the synopsis or whatever. Um, and it doesn't get people to watch it because I'm just telling you what it is. But anyway. Back onto this, um, when she gets her magic back, uh, like right at the very end, it's still not like, perfect. It's not like how it was at the beginning of the story. It's like still a bit weak, still a bit messy. 
like she can't like she still can't control it the way she wants to control it which is important because it's not like da 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 she goes through all this stuff and now bam at the end she's perfect and it's fine that that's the resolution like it was still messy and i, I appreciate that and like um there was foreshadowing of the clock tower because at the beginning she's like oh it's such a beautiful clock tower and at the end that becomes like the place which sets like sets up her expectations being like beautiful clock tower beautiful town this time will be easy it'll be perfect everything will be fine and at the end um a combination of all like those ideas of it being perfect but not perfect come together at the very end when she has to save tombo like i think i think i can't remember if he's dangling off the clock tower at that point in time or if he's still on the blimp but yeah like it all comes down at the clock tower basically and like they float down together and like everyone's like wow you saved him um that's what the game didn't like as well i mean maybe that was on purpose you don't really get to learn about the girl who like was the artist who lived in the woods like she was just there and like i kind of wanted to know more about her because i feel like almost in a way she was kind of like kiki's ideal teenager like she wasn't she was either a teenager or a young adult um from her physique but like we don't get to know very much about her um and i'd like to i really would but oh then i have a piece of paper that i because uh, I was like, I was bored and I was like, right. So, Kiki's delivery service made my brain tingly. That's what I wrote. Because for me, an indicator of whether, like, it sounds dumb, but it's, it, that, it's, it's, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, this is scientifically proven, I've decided. I, I didn't do any research, but it's proven. Um, whenever my brain gets, like, ting, like, the back of my head will, like, tense and, like, tighten up and then, like, all spread to the rest of my head. That's when I know a show is good. It happened with Q. It happened with Kiki's Delivery Service. It happened with, like, House Moving Castle. It happened with, like, um, Belle, like, since I just watched it. Like, my my brain... Oh, it happened with the JJK Zero movie. It, like, almost feels like... It feel, and it's also, like, um, like, I won't breathe. <laughs> It's like how I mean I didn't think I was real, but you know, and like how um like movies and TV shows and that when it's like the well I don't think they emphasize it more. If I was to write like a piece of media, I would emphasize it. But like when like the main character or something's around their crush, they'll like stop breathing, and then when their crush goes away, they'll like be like, <gasps> what what just happened? You know, that happens with me, but for movies and stuff I watch, and also for like people I like. But we're not gonna talk about that because yeah, it's enough. But yeah, it's like I just forget how to breathe and I stop breathing. And then once like the excitement or the like the climax of the thing is over, I'm just like, geez, what? Um, but yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service made me feel like that. Maybe in like a couple of years, I'll like revise my choices. It's like some of my favorite K-dramas when I first watched K-dramas, started watching K-dramas. Like nowadays, I'm just like, mm. was it really that good though? Mm-hmm. Except for Blink Kenzo. Like, I didn't watch that like ages ago. I watched that fairly recently. But that is a stunner. Always on top. Love Blink Kenzo. Um, what else? Or oh, Chenzo? Chenzo? I can't remember. I think my friend Anne will get me because I say Blink Kenzo, not Blink Chenzo. But uh, whatever. Um, then I wrote um, P- Kiki is not a manic pixie dream girl. Her conflict is internal at the beginning. I already said this pretty much. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can say that about any character. There are lots of characters that aren't manic pixie dream girls. Um, and I appreciate that. I love well written women, female characters, girls, things like that. 
because it, it makes better representation and better representation leads to destigmatization and to change the expectations of the public in general of how women should be or how a minority should be. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed talking about Kiki's Delivery Service. I do wonder what I'll talk about next time. I might rewatch Bell. I do an episode on that. I might rewatch something else. Uh, I keep rewatching Muggle Stray Dogs, but I don't think I'm going to do an episode on it. Yeah, it's long. Um, and I'd just be like, oh my gosh, I love this character. But actually, I love this character. And I love this character. And this character is so cool. And this, I love this character's powers. I don't think I talk seriously about it unless I get like a, my friend, a friend on so we can like send to talk about something. Oh, you might just want to hear us talk about our favorite characters in Muggle Stray Dogs. But I doubt you do. But anyway. Thank you so much for listening. I had a lot of fun talking about it. I don't know if I made enough points, but I feel like I made my points throughout rather than like just a big point dump at the end. But yeah, thank you for listening. So anyway, bye. Here. The Eagle has landed.